If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Wait. Wait. What was that? If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. I can't I can't quite understand you. Say that again. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Oh, okay. Couldn't quite hear you through all that grunting. <laughs> Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT, coming June 19th, 9, 8 central. Alright, welcome back to the Falling Skies cast, and I am your host Jimmy and Georgia, and with me as always now is the lovely co-host Mary Evelyn. Yes, he is quite lovely. And Thank you. Um, <laughs> we're back here. It is Sunday, May the 22nd, the day after the supposed end of the world. Didn't happen. And aliens didn't invade, no zombies. It definitely wasn't the event. And, and so we are back. But we've gone to the movies quite a bit here lately. And each time we've gone to the movies, we saw a nice little trailer. For Falling Skies. For Falling Skies. One thing, I don't know how your movie theater is. Our movie theater has a thing called First Look. And for about 20 minutes prior to the show, they show different movie clips and stuff. People sponsor it to, to tell about their shows or their movies. And like each of the last three or four weeks, we've gone to movies. Falling Skies has had a nice little promo there, but it was before the preview section of the movie theater. So it wasn't ever full audio, full you know loud explosions and stuff. So it was cool to see it, but it would have been cooler if we got to hear it better. I agree. And there's also several other Falling Skies type things out there on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, on our Twitter account, you can find a list of a lot of the people who are either actors or behind-the-scenes people on Falling Skies, as well as some fan sites. And then on our Facebook page, there's also several other Facebook pages, like from FX UK, which is going to be the home of Falling Skies over in Great Britain, which will premiere on July the 5th. And then also, there's uh, the official Falling Skies Facebook page. I haven't seen one for Super Channel, up in, for the Canadian viewers but that's going to be premiering uh, on the Super Channel here, seeing all that information on our Twitter account and on our website. And, and if you hear of other countries' premiere dates, we'd love to have those. We'd share those with our uh, listeners and our followers. And we have a promised interview, as we spoke about last go-round. Moonblood Good, was we were part of a conference call with her, as we were with Noah Wiley. And as again, I think we mentioned last time, that we were unable to ask any questions, even though we were part of both of these conference calls. Which is kind of lame, we thought, a little. And if you listen to this interview, if you listen to the last interview, uh, there is a guy who got to ask questions twice. And I'm like, Arr. But anyway, we are going to share those questions with you today. And there's quite a few of them. I think the total interview is somewhere around 24 minutes long. And there's lots of good questions, mostly relating to Anne Glass and Falling Skies. That's Moon Bloodgood's character. Uh, there are a few questions about other stuff like Terminator. Cause we, we've seen Terminator Salvation. We both like that one. It was good. Yes. It was really good. And that was the first thing I'd seen Moonblood get in. And so anyway, we're going to jump into her interview here in just a moment, and then we'll be back. And as we did last time, we would say there's probably some slight spoilers here, nothing too dramatic. I mean, they're, they're pretty good at talking about the show without giving away a whole lot. I mean, that's kind of their job right now. So we're going to jump in that, but we will go ahead and tell you a slight spoiler warning. Spoiler alert. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get into that interview. We'll take our first question today from Patrick Douglas with Great Falls Tribune. How are you doing, Mom? I'm well. How are you? Excellent. 
Now, just to get right into the meat of this, aliens parking over cities has been kind of a common thing recently with uh, shows like District 9, Skyline, Battle of Los Angeles, and of course V. Uh, in your opinion, what do you think separates this series from the other recent alien invasion franchises? Well, I think ultimately, if you're, you know, if you're going to like a show, I mean, we're all we're all kind of, you know, dealing with the same subject subject matter. I think what's going to be different is certainly our approach, um, the um, sort of the um, science fiction aspect of it is going to be a little, it's going to vary, but if you like the story, the human story behind it, and you you want to follow the characters, I think that's what's going to bring you to it. And we're, we're much more drama and more of a human element than like a District 9, which I think is primarily more um, about, though a great story, one of my favorite science fiction um, films. Well, you've also been a part of you know post-apocalyptic shows before with Terminator, and you know you're starting to carve a little niche in this uh, in this genre. I mean, what's what's the draw for you? I think I've been drawn to science fiction because I'm a fan of science fiction. Uh, science fiction, and I, I think when you like something, you just I, I'd like to think you're you're generally better at it, and and when you're auditioning for something, maybe that sort of um, resonates. But I because I love it, I, I I tend to want to do those kind of projects, and then you start to do them, and that be kind of kind of becomes your thing, which is not a bad thing because um, it's still a genre I I I, I deeply appreciate. Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll take our next question from Mike Giancarli with MovieMikes.com. Hey, Moon, how's it going? Good, Mike. How are you? Doing fantastic. I appreciate you taking that some confidence. Um, oh, cool. I, I, I got my first question. I want to know, um, what do you like most about your character, uh, Anne Glass? I, I really enjoy the fact that you know she's, she's a doctor, she was a pediatrician, and that I think she's very admirable that she doesn't often talk about herself, extremely selfless, always calm and rational, always, um, you know, being fair and with reason. And I think I admired her because I feel sometimes I'm not always that way. And, and she was always selfless and always very maternal towards everyone. Well, definitely. And, um, you know, um, all right, so what would you stand that for you as, like, the most difficult, most difficult part for you on the series. Is there anything that stands out for you? Oh, what would be the most difficult part of doing the series? Is that what your question was? Yep, exactly. Um, sometimes the subject matter is heavy, and there's a lot of, of depth and weight, and you have to think about, you have to take your, yourself to that place of, of um, you, you know, you're supposed to be hungry and scared, and you've lost your family. And sometimes you want levity, and I can find the subject matter to be to weigh on me at times when I was working. And all I wanted to do was just, you know, I'd go home and just put some comedy on and have a beer because I just needed some sort of change. But I think no matter how much I can resist that, I gravitate towards these kind of subject matters, and I like the drama, and that's where I feel the most comfortable, and probably that's why that's what I do the most. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You're so very welcome. We'll go next to Jenny Reardon with TVIsMyPacifier.com. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Hi, Moon. Thanks for taking our calls. <laughs> of course. Um, I have to tell you that my whole entire family is really, really looking forward to this starting. Okay. So we have a thirteen-year-old, and when he saw the, I, when I first got the very first um, press kit for it, uh, I showed him the 
you know, the the info for it, and, and he was just, oh, my goodness, so. <laughs> Yay, and I, and I think that, and God, that's something you have to tell Noah. I mean, I think having 13-year-old boys and, and women and all different kinds of people and demographics is, is what we want. Like, it's it's sort of a family show, but yeah. you get to learn about aliens. Yeah, well, my husband and son and I are all going to sit down and watch it together, so. Yeah, I hope you like it. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Okay, so you, you guys have kind of talked about this already, um, but... There, I think with this premise, there are going to be a lot of expectations. Yes. Um, how are you and and the rest of the cast and the crew uh, dealing with the pressure of that? I'm wondering, like, why I don't feel more pressure. I don't know <laughs> if I'm. I just kind of disconnect because I I need normalcy in my life. I don't feel any pressure. I don't. I feel like at this point, like you know what, let, let the you know chips fall where they fall. I'm I'm I've done I've done the work. I feel confident in the um, the content, and I don't think we're trying to make some like you know revolutionary like novel stance on 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 aliens. We're just trying to make a a simple family show about human survival, and that takes precedent. And 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 the science fiction element I think is secondary. It's not just an action show. It's you just you know, do you want to go on this journey with these people? Do you understand what they're going through? I can't say I'm not going to be disappointed if it's not well received, but I'm certainly think. And I'm and I'm also not a veteran, but I think I've learned to try to not get caught up in the expectation game because that can be so, it's just so easy to do when you're an actor, and and, and I think it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to stay very adult-like about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have high expectations for it just simply because of the cast. Um, how did that come about for for you, and and you know how did do you know how the show came about or I, I I have vague memories of um, I think it was Spielberg and Michael Wright came with up with it together and then kind of brought Robert Rodat into it you know a real great writer wrote Saving Private Ryan and then by the time it found its way to me I I, I don't know this is probably a year after it um, Noah was already on board I think other people had already been cast and um, I think originally I was supposed to be like an art dealer or some or an artist, <laughs> but um, I wasn't the primary focus in the first episode. You know, it was about the Mason family, and I was someone who was going to connect with Noah Wiley's character. Maybe a romantic twist was going to happen. So uh, I I saw just you know a basic show that that had really good people involved, but I, I think it was something that Spielberg uh, obviously initiated, and then it kind of came into fruition. Well, good luck with everything, and like I said, I, we absolutely cannot wait to see it. So. Oh, gosh, thank you so much for your support. I hope we don't let your 13-year-old boy down, and I hope you guys <laughs> enjoy it as a family, and it's not gruesome. It's good. I, I hope yes. you like it. All right, thank you. Thank you. For our next question, we'll go to Lisa Steinberg with Starry Constellation Magazine. Good afternoon, Moon. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much for taking our call. Of course, Lisa. Nice speaking with you. I know you touched a little bit about talking uh, when you talked about Noah, and I'm wondering if you could a little bit go more in depth about how it was getting to work with him. And of course, um, I know obviously there's you know young children involved with the show as well. Yeah, there are young children that I I have some scenes with, um, but listen, Noah's a veteran. I play a doctor. Trust me, he gave me lots of pointers, and and I was so happy to um, you know to to receive his advice. He's been around. He knows. He knows the industry, and he is just such a such a diligent professional. I learned a lot. I learned a lot from him and Will Patton. Um, I think he learned something from everyone that you work with. But 
he gave a different perspective, and, and I thought he was really good at being our leader and in the show, and and also off, you know, um, like you know, as 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 a friend and a colleague. And we'll take our next question from Pietro Filipponi with the Daily Blam. Hey, how you doing, Moon? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. You know, I was wondering what inspiration did you draw from I mean, if any coming into this? I mean, Anne is a very tragic character, even though she hasn't fully started to cope with her loss. Um, you know, it seems like she, you know, she throws herself into her work and her blossoming, blossoming relationship with Tom. Um, but how did you come about figuring out how to portray her and how not to, you know, to hold some back for later on in the season? Good question. Um, I sometimes think it's probably not good to use your own life circumstances because that can kind of get tiring. But I did. I I kind of dove not dove into it, but I I I conjured up or or what's the word I'm looking for? I looked into myself and my own pain and tried to use that as a as a cathartic thing um, when I was doing the role. And then I also just tried to use my imagination of what it felt like to live in a world where suddenly I lost my family and, and to lose a child, which I, you know, must be the most horrendous thing to ever go through is to lose a child. So I um, I tried to use myself and my imagination, and the journey is interesting because there's a couple times when I break down. I break down emotionally about my family, and there's another time when I, um, I'm fighting to, you know, keep the alien alive with a with another doctor, and, and I'm, I'm very stoic in that fight. And there's a time when I'm more romantically involved with Noah, but what's, what's, what's the most compelling part is when I had to actually pick up a gun at one point because I get hurt, I get attacked, and I suddenly need to defend myself against other humans, and that's a position that Anne Glass never thought she would be in. And for her, that's when she, the world, the first biggest pain was the, the, her husband and her child, and the next was just losing that innocence against violence. We'll go next to Ken Weeks with Wormhole Writers News Agency, San Francisco. Hi, Moon. Uh, I've really enjoyed your career since well before um, 8 Below. In Falling Skies, you play quite a different character, although I do see some of you uh, in the role. How much of you uh, is in the role in Falling Skies? Well, uh, I, I try to be, you know, a good actress and not bring myself into it, but I, I believe all actors bring an essence of themselves. You just can't squash that. You can't eliminate it. It's part of you. In this role, I play a doctor, and I'm so level-headed, and I'm not the athlete. I'm not the um, the fixin' or the the girl that's the, the tomboy. I'm just I'm someone who's there to, 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 who's not only maternal, but who's going to medically heal people and, and, and is against violence. So I, I felt it was very different for me whether or not, yeah, I guess I bring myself into everything. I try not to um, and, and give it a little bit more life. But there's always a part that you're not bringing it to the writing. That's how you're written and, and that has nothing to do with you. Our next question will go to Brittany Frederick with Digital Airwaves. Hey, Moon, it's great to meet you. Oh, thank you. Good to meet you, too. I just want to throw out, uh, I still miss Daybreak. Oh, I do too. Uh, I think Tay just texted me that he's been seeing trailers for the show, and you're just like, well, I'm on another science fiction show. I mean, Tay was just one of the most wonderful people I've ever worked with. 
Awesome. Well, I hear from our end, they keep telling us, you know, don't reveal certain things, don't spoil the surprise. So I'm wondering from your end, how much did you know uh, in advance as episodes were going on, and how much did you want to know? I, well, with TV, things are happening where you're getting the scripts and you you don't know, you don't have a long time to digest the changes and the changes happen. You know, when you're working on a movie, you get the scripts, you know the whole outline um, before you start. So that part's a little disconcerting at times, but also really keeps you on your um, on your game and on point. Um, I, so I, I would prefer to know sometimes, but maybe it's good that we find out. We don't we don't try to put too much of ourselves in it. We just do what we're told to do, you know, like we're there to, to fulfill a story and, and not try to like, you know, like wet the screen with our interpretation of it. We'll go next to Earl Dittman with Wireless Magazines and Digital Journey. Moon, how are you today? I am well. How are you? Doing great. I, well, you know, I, I had the, the wonderful luck of seeing the uh, you know, the first opening two-hour special, and it is unbelievable. I mean, I was just blown away by how exciting and how well-acted and, and everything, special effects. Uh, wow, because I haven't seen it. So you oh, you're, you're missing something really hot. I mean, if people don't get hooked off of that, then they're brain dead or something. <laughs> Thank you. But, but, Thank but you. the way you think about it is, is it brings a lot it brings a lot to the table. There's a little something for everybody. You know, it's not exactly a sci-fi film. It's a it's a drama. It's a uh, a love story. It's a uh, family film. You know, it's so many different things. Well, what were some of the things that really really attracted you to it? That that you know, doing something that is is not just one dimensional. It's science fiction, but it's it's human tragedy. It's um, different diverse characters interwoven inter- 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 together and trying to kind of find their humanity and, and, and live any kind of normalcy and, and readjust to the new world that, that that's changed completely um, from the world that they know. So I think um, I want to do projects. I mean, I, I was also drawn to playing a doctor and it's something I'd, I'd never done. I'd played a nurse before, but I didn't have to be, you know, in my, I didn't have to have a gun on my leg and, and be running around and doing stunts, though I love that to death. I want to do something more cerebral, and I, that I got to be a little softer, and that, I thought that was a, a more fun place for me to be in, you know, in this time of my life. Are you in line for the, another uh, Terminator movie? I, I, not that I know of. I don't even know. Is there another one being made? And there's talk of it. I just didn't know if you knew anything about it. I know nothing, and I'm not uh, stupid. Well, anything you do is good, and congratulations on this. It's going to be a you. hit. Thank you very much. Thanks. And we'll go next to Jason Hunt with SciFiMe.com. Okay. Uh, your approach to Dr. Glass, how is it different uh, from your approach to other other science fiction characters? Because, like you said, you're not the action action character this time. You're not the girl with the gun. You're you're more of a nurturing type. And how is that playing into the tension? that we're starting to see in the first couple of episodes between Dr. Glass and Captain Weaver. Oh, yeah. Let me just tell you, that scene that I got to do with Will in the beginning is one of my favorites. Um, I just I love working with Will Patton. I loved being able to humbly be the voice of the civilians because I'm not just the doctor, but I'm, I'm there. I have, they have my ears. I, I'm dealing with them. They're, they're the ones we're fighting for, and I have to remind uh, you know Will Patton's character of that. That this is this is what's important. Don't lose sight of that in your need to um, protect your fighters. 
remember what what the cause is and, and humanity is, is the most paramount thing. And in playing a, a role as a pediatrician, which is what Angas was, I was certainly a doctor who was capable, but in over my head. So I prepared, but I also wanted to seem like I was a little out of my element because suddenly I am deharnessing kids and you know performing surgeries, and I'm just way out of my element. Um, and I wanted to play something that was more cerebral, but and look competent at it, but also look like I was a little bit. Um, a little scared, a little, a little, um, just you know, not, not someone totally in control, and and I'd never played something like that. And how much of the of the the stuff that we see on screen is actually following the script? Do you guys have a lot of room to maneuver uh, with the writers as you're shooting these scenes? Because Noah Noah was talking about. Uh, how some sometimes the the two of you would develop some themes to try to bring out a little bit of the romantic aspects of that relationship, and they kind of seem to fall uh, a little short in terms of fitting into the entire piece. Is, is that something that you guys just kind of developed as you went along in the series? How, how much improvisation were you able to do? I don't find that there's a lot of improvisation in, in TV, but I do find that TNT does give you room for creativity. It's just that TV is a different medium than, than film, and the rules are different. That being said, I, I do feel that Noah had lots of creative control, and certainly my input was welcomed. And there were times when, yeah, the director comes in, and they know there's a certain part of of space in the script in the show that's we're supposed to fill in, and that is not supposed to be completely, you know, we're not just puppets. We we do have our own ideas. Um, I, I usually don't improv a lot um, unless I really feel something's important. We change things medically, but everything is always discussed, and some things are, are um, received and some things are not. Uh, I, I would say with the romantic part of, of Noah and I, I know he wanted it to be a little played down. We wanted to respect the fact that we've both been married and still are and lost our spouses and not to jump too quickly into a romance. I think we didn't want to saturate the TV and, and, with, and cheapen what we had and we really wanted to build anticipation. There were certainly scenes that were changed. I felt like Noah and Will did that more than I did. I kind of played more, I think... Um, by the book, because probably just because I'm just more of a coward. <laughs> but there were, there were, there, I can't come. Nothing comes to mind right now. But I'm sure there were things that we shifted and changed um, because we knew our characters the best. And for our next question, we'll go to Patrick Douglas with Great Falls Tribune. Emily, it seems that there's an easy solution for the problems of all these alien invasion films, and that's to move up here to Montana. Cause never I love Montana. I've been to Montana a couple times. Two of my best friends are from Montana. Where, where are you in Montana? Great Falls, right in the center. Uh, gotcha. I've been to uh, Hamilton, Missoula, and Whitefish. Well, as far as the sets go for this, because you guys are in an urban isolation setting, talk about that a little bit. How, you know, how did that work? Having, you know, you obviously have the school and, and various neighborhoods and whatnot, but uh, uh, how'd that work for you guys? We had to find, um, you know, we shot in Toronto, and, and we I really wanted to shoot in Boston. It's hard to find a, um, a place that kind of can resemble Boston's kind of colonial look. I mean, it's very different. It's very unique, and you can't just build those sets. I mean, I, I think as you certainly could, it wouldn't be cost-effective, but you want to have that look, and, and there's not many places to go for that, and I think that's why it was Toronto, um, and um, 
I would love to shoot in Montana, <laughs> but uh, and even though there were some things that we could have done, like you know the school and things like that, they were there were others or like brownstones and things that you saw in the background that needed to look very Bostonian. That's what I believe. We'll go to our next question. Comes from Christopher Daly with ActionFlickChick.com. Good afternoon, Moon. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Um, you're, you're filming a, a family drama inside a war epic. What kind of things does the show do to make sure the family drama doesn't get overshadowed by the aliens and the special effects? I, I think primarily when Bob Rodat wrote this, um, and he's from Boston, that it was always a human drama, and that a simple story about a family, that was supposed to be the paramount story, and then the science fiction kind of secondary. Uh, I don't. I, the reason I don't think we get overshadowed by the science fiction is because it sort of goes on and off, where we go family story, and that stays, but then, you know, the second episode will be filled with science fiction, then we take a break, and we get away from all the the guns and action, and go back to a lot of the dialogue and the, the interpersonal relationships. I, I really, truly believe we did succeed in always keeping the family structure and the human element of it um, in the forefront, and the science fiction secondary, because I do think sometimes science fiction, if you don't have a good story behind it, it can become one-dimensional. Thank you so much, Moon, for joining. Thank you, everyone. Really just such a pleasure to talk with you all. Thank you. Okay, welcome back to the show. Not that you ever went anywhere, but we um, we are back. And one thing we, we both thought about this interview and the other one is just kind of how informal a lot of these people were. Definitely seemed to just be like, hey, what's up? Or, hey, buddy. Or, hey, Moon. Or whatever. I don't know. It just seemed like if I was actually talking with them, I'd have been a little more like, Thank you, Mr. Wiley, for taking time to talk with talk with us, sir. Spock. Yes. Spock. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like Spock. Anyway, yeah. but uh, we we enjoyed that little interview there. Um, we're gonna hopefully have some actual interviews with us and the stars of the show at some point. Which would be cool. Which would be much cooler than just listening in on a phone call. Because basically, if you listen to that, you got to do what we got to do while we were a part of the phone call, <laughs> and yeah. so. The only thing, I, I cut out the little thing. There was a little message they would say occasionally, you know, press star or whatever to ask a question. And I did that on multiple occasions. I never got to do it, but that's okay. And I guess that's going to wrap up this edition because really we just want to be able to share this interview with you. hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back soon. The show is going to premiere in four weeks from today. Yes. So we're 28 days out. And we will be happy to see it on air and let people see it. And we'll be back soon. We will definitely be having a weekly podcast once the show actually comes on TNT this summer. And don't forget that does premiere June 19th at 9 p.m. 8 Central. Hopefully you will enjoy Falling Skies. I know we have so far. And so don't forget you can email us. FallingSkyCast at gmail.com And you can also visit us on our website, which is FallingSkyCast.com Right, and we can also find us on Twitter. We are the Falling Skies. And then you can also find us on Facebook. And as soon as we get a few more followers, we'll have a more easy way to, for you to find us there. You can also call into the show at 773-35-SKIES. And so we would love to hear from you. And once the show gets going, we'd definitely love to hear your thoughts about each episode as they come out. And hear your theories, whatever you like to talk about about the show. And I, don't know, I guess we'll see you next time on the Falling Skies cast. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.